What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules here at the Dream Factory, they're, they're so simple. I don't really know why we're still explaining them after episode... 300. We can discuss as many of the film ideas you send in as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage where it'll be presented as Exhibit A in Georgia as the despotic lunatic who runs this podcast is finally brought to justice. I'm Joel, a man who puts the care into cowering, scared co-host. And across from me is John Harris, a man who runs this podcast with not one, but two iron fists. Hello, John. Hello, Joe. Hello, brave leader. Then... I haven't done, I could definitely do I could do a Trump back in the day but it's been a while yeah I just you know what for, for my sins I don't really think I've heard a lot of Trump recently which is lovely yeah he was definitely just a real daily mainstay you'd be like he's still pretty big news you'd be like I don't know there'll be I don't know there'll be some sort of tragedy happening and then Trump they'll be like now we go to America for a statement and he'd be like this would never happen in my country and he just that's pretty good you know do you, you. Uh, I liked the hand gesture that you did with mm. it. Do, do you not download Trump's own social media platform? That's probably why you're not hearing too much from him. I think it's called Truth Social. I believe so. That's what I do first thing every morning. Brew Check. the coffee, <laughs> open up Truth Social. Three to four hours scrolling on that, I'm ready to go. Sometimes I'll close Truth Social and then I'll open it up again and realise that I've literally just closed it. That's how addicted I am to well, Truth Social. I know, it's crazy. It's, I'm such a Truth Social addict. <laughs> My, you don't want to see my screen time statistics on my iPhone. It's like two seconds texting mum, three seconds looking at Twitter, 23 hours and the rest of the seconds looking at Truth Social. So thank you for tearing me away from Truth Social. I mean, I have got it open in the background. Uh, I'll be checking it intermittently. We are at Dream Factory Pod on Truth Social as well. Well, I, <laughs> the thing about me, John, is I have to be in touch with the truth at all times. So I will have it running in the background just so that I know there's some truth somewhere on my laptop or my phone. I've always got access to the truth. Anyway, we're not here to uh, promote Truth Social, but if you do go to Truth Social forward slash Dream Factory, you will get 20% off your first month of premium <laughs> truth. Uh, but we're here to pitch film ideas. Uh, here's one from Dan, the Bread Poets Society. Dylan Thomas, Sylvia Plath, William Carlos Williams, and E.E. E. Cummings trying to come up with a really good rhyme for Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel. Trump is fickle? Trump is fickle. That's good. We That's are spitting truths. 
Oh, hello. Uh, the Bread Poet Society. It's nice. It's kind of like a sort of Great British. It's like Celebrity Great British Bake Off, but although no, you probably wouldn't want to do Celebrity Great British Bake Off with Sylvia Plath because she did famously kill herself with her head in the oven. Wow. Be a disaster. That would be a disaster would. or Bake Off, wouldn't it? I mean, I've heard that. It's Has anyone? I know that. I know that James Acaster had a meltdown on there, yeah. but I don't think he popped his head in the oven at any point. Not that I know. Um, Joe, you're the English student. Is there any other sort of? Can you think of anyone, a poet, who... Is there anything in their work that would suggest they might be good at cooking? They might be good at cooking. The war poets, probably not. They haven't, they're haven't. they on rations. They're dealing with scraps. They're dealing with pretty um, pretty mangy bread. Do you know pretty who... Pretty maggoty bread out there. Do you know who'd make an amazing... The guy, the, the plums. Plums. <laughs> the famous plum poem. <laughs> the plum poem. I think that actually might be William Carlos Williams. You know the plums? Sorry about the plums. The plums. <laughs> No. Stop making me say plums. Look, all I, look, my knowledge is like tiger, tiger, burning bright in, yep. the, uh, in the oven. I think during the daytime, I know it's a nightclub at night, but I think during the daytime, tiger, tiger does do sort of small plates <laughs> food. You can, I think you can get a bowl of chips in a tiger, tiger. I mean, this shows there's, my level. The first person a, I thought who'd do an amazing cake would be Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss would be good. Yeah. There is, William Carlos Williams was mentioned in the, the description by Dan. And he his famous poem is all about the plums. Okay. He says, sorry, I ate the plums. A little like upside down plum tart or something. Do you like plums? Do you know what? A plum is something, <laughs> this is good stuff. This is what the listeners come here for. Plum chat. T- mm-hmm. Tweet us in if you've had a plum recently. It's something that you just don't pick up. But whenever I have a plum, I think that was lovely. Do you want to hear something incredibly wholesome? Go for it. At the weekend, I walked my family dog through the country and I plucked a little apricot off a tree and I ate it straight away. And was what it nice? about that? It was delicious. Uh, it actually, it was a little bit sharp. And what was quite magical about it is that each bite tasted like a different stone fruit. Like sometimes I thought I was eating a nectarine, but it was wow. definitely an apricot. I know, pretty crazy experience actually. It was quite trippy. Yeah, I felt sort of like I was in the famous five or something like that. I was, you know, no, dis- no distractions, no mobile phone. I was just walking through an orchard and I plucked a little apricot, took a bite of that and sort of skipped down the lane. You know, um, like this is years ago. We talked about animal PR and I think we came to the conclusion like rats have bad PR, mice have very good PR, right? Mm-hmm. I think in the world of fruit, peaches have got incredible PR and the ne- the humble nectarine has got terrible PR considering I would say I they're think, superior. I think the peach might be the worst of all the stone fruits. Wow. The, uh, eating a peach is so sloppy. Yeah. Even like there's no sort of stage at which a peach isn't going to explode all over your chin and your hands. You have to... I, when I eat a fruit, I don't want to have to think about having kitchen roll or some sort of, or like standing over a sink. We've all stood over a sink and eaten a peach. Yeah. It's not very dignified. So uh, I, I would obviously give a shout out to the mango. I think the mango is, is a very sloppy stone fruit and not really a stone yeah, fruit. Yeah, true. But a pear can be a real mess if, if, if it's at the right stage of ripeness. It can, but you know, I like my pears. Don't say to it. To sort of. Don't say it. Rock I, hard. I like them hard. No. Yeah. <laughs> like an apple. I like my I like my pears to be like apples, yeah. No, crikey, I like I actually like the majority of my fruit on that that end of sour. Can I just say that the Dream Factory podcast does not endorse these uh, fruit opinions, so don't come for us as a whole. Come for Joel. I think uh, now I'm, I'm sort of thinking more about the story I told. I do think I stole an apricot from a farmer. I yeah, I didn't want I'm, to say that. You don't see. I'm apricot pretty sure it's trees. There's there's a blurred line because there is some. Look, I ate a few wild blackberries. Now, there is no dispute. No one is claiming ownership of those blackberries. They're on a little brambly hedge. 
Then there is an area where they're sort of unclaimed cherry trees. It sounds a bit like I'm. It, I live. My parents live in some sort of magical yeah, land. Narnia. Yeah, uh, it's just sort of in Medway. There's some unclaimed cherry trees, and actually, I was chatting to my stepmom about this. No one knows who the cherry trees are, but the cherries always disappear every year. She's not sure whether it's very early risers who are just so on top of when cherries are ripe, or if it's a flock of birds that swoop in. Mm. Anyway, blackberries, fair game. Cherries, who knows? And then, yeah, fair enough. Maybe shortly after that, I was just walking through a farm and I ate an <laughs> apricot off a farmer's tree. What about that pint of milk but you that's, got? That's kind of... <laughs> Talk about that. Yeah, I got a pint. I, that's just scrumping. <laughs> and then I drove home scrumping. and I just scrumped, and then I scrumped, and then I scrumped a tractor. <laughs> And I drove that home. It's just scrumping. The second you're on a farm, it's scrumping. There's no theft. <laughs> Scrumped myself a lovely shotgun. It's, yeah, it's like Grand Theft Auto out, out in Medway. And Joel's there going, <laughs> I'm just being a cheeky scrumper. Uh, it was grand scrumping. I am. Um, yeah, I, I was just, you know, it's different laws out there in the fields, John. It's all scrumping. Any, any crime committed in a village like that is just a, a harsher or lesser form of scrumping. <laughs> They've got like a, a thermometer of scrumping. Yeah. And the death penalty that's is a, for the, the worst level of scrumping. That's that's serious scrumping right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like a film idea from me via I would actually. Alex. Yeah. This one comes from I Alex. Would. Heart of Stone, Cold, Steve Austin. Gal Gadot does a Netflix film with former WWE wrestler, What's Not to Love? Stone Fruit, Steve Austin. Oh, here he goes back. It's James and the Giant Peach remake, um, but with wrestlers. What, one interesting thing that I think the elephant in the room from the suggestion is that it's worth noting that... Alex has suggested a Netflix film with Gal Gadot, which is interesting when I think it's worth noting that Alex has been in a Netflix film with Gal Gadot. Oh, yes. He was in Red I Notice. I know about this. Now I know who the Alex is. Yes. That is so exciting. He wishes you a happy um, birthday, Joe. <laughs> oh, thanks, Alex. It was my birthday I, when he sent that. And that's a very kind. Yeah, he has been. So is he just trying to, is he using Dream Factory to try and generate some work? Hey. I don't. I, look, it's pretty good. Don't hate the hustle, right? Absolutely not. No, I am. Um, uh, we'll, we'll put Alex's details in the show notes for uh, all of the casting agents that listen to this. They're, you know, they're, that's where they get a lot of. There's quite a lot of guys over in Hollywood who listen. There's not a lot of people that listen to this show. It's like you know the um, the Sex Pistols gig. Mm. They say there were like a hundred people at that gig in the Manchester free arena no. trade. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was like the Manchester Town Hall, whatever it was, there were like 100 people there, but all of them went on to be in influential bands. Yeah. There's only 10 people that listen to the Dream Factory, but all of them are Hollywood execs. Oh, yeah. And this is where they get all of their ideas. So that's why we keep making it. To go back to that thing, yeah. So there's like the sort of British music scene for the like almost 15 years that follow that Sex Pistols mm. gig. It felt like someone involved in it was in that room at the time. Yeah. Some of them are lying, aren't they? There's definitely at least one or of two people. Of course, some of them are lying. Yeah, yeah, I, was yeah. I think that's. I think. I think famously, like more people have claimed to be at that gig than were at that <laughs> gig. It's pretty good stuff. I wonder what our foundational gig was. Do you think everyone that came to one of the old podcast live shows we did has now gone on to make the biggest podcast in the world? I know it for a fact. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. don't even. Sarah K- Sarah Kaney was in the room. Yeah, the As my dad wrote porno guys. The, um, the my dad wrote porno guys were in there as well. Yeah, it was a powerful room. It was crazy. Um, right. What about this? Wait, no, no, no. So wrestlers acting, The Rock has made a big buck. Yeah. Cena's doing great. What? 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 Why can't we have Stone Cold Steve Austin in Hollywood? I think we've tried. Have we? I think we've tried. 
There's a there's a weird I think, thing. I reckon he's got a much longer IMDb than you. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's got. He's going to have an IMDb that's going to shake you to the core. <laughs> okay. There's this, there's a weird thing. WWE have like a film production company, and so they make sort of low budget action films with their stars anyway. Mm. So I don't know if if Steve Austin's been in a couple of those. Oh, well, you'll be glad Batista's to hear that he's going to play. Batista's probably the best one. You'll be glad to hear that Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to play uh, Mad Dog in the movie The War Cons, which is currently uh, in pre-production. Sorry, the war, recently, the war Cons or The War Cons? The Walk Ons. As if they're walking on. Oh, I thought I it was like it as in they were like con men for war, which I think is a better idea for a film. That's That's my Dream Factory pitch this week. It is. I will say it's a little bit difficult to find Stone Cold Steve Austin's acting credits in amongst his appearances in WWE video games <laughs> and every TV show ever made. He was in Deadly Target. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which we all remember very well. He was in a film called The Package. Mm. He was in Grown Ups 2. Okay. He was in a film. These, these are good stuff, man. He was in a film called Maximum Conviction. Oh, we all remember that one. <laughs> he was in Tactical Force, Born to Fight, Recoil, uh, Hunt to Kill. <laughs> Hunt to Kill. The Expendables, that might have been when they were really trying to get him into into the mainstream. So they really gave it a good go, man. They, You know, he was in an episode of Dilbert. They really tried to make this guy a household name. What do you think happens in up. Maximum Conviction? It's just a man who really believes in something. It, I think it's a he's playing a hard-bitten lawyer in a courtroom. I think it's all one-room courtroom <laughs> drama. I would love that. His, like, southern drawl, sort of, as a lawyer, would work perfectly. Yeah, Stone Cold Case. Oh, here we go. That's pretty good. Hey, how about this film idea from Martin? Howard's End, the indubitably true account of how the singer left Take That. So he's one of the ones who has left Take That for the record. Yeah. Something Howard. No, Howard something. Jason Orange. What's Howard called? Howard, I, I, don't know this. I, I honestly, I've just seen it and I would not have been able to guess this ever. Donald. What? Yes. We know that. Nope. We know that. Howard Donald, Jason Orange, Robbie Williams, Gary Barlow. And the one I have a story about, the little man, Mark, the little Mark from Take That, <laughs> Mark from Take That, Bo, Mark Owen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your story about Mark Owen? Gonna... I'm sure you've told it before. Uh, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? If you've got a Mark Owen story, you're telling it oh, pretty yeah, soon after time. meeting someone. Aren't you? It's a pretty good story, actually, John. It's very early on to when I started doing student radio, which is how we met about a decade ago, <gasps> and I. One of the first things I did before I'd even really done a radio show was I was asked to go and interview a band in London. And the band were Neon Trees, who we all remember and we're big fans of. And they had music out in the years 2014. They do the theme tune to the show, actually. They do. They do. We've stayed good friends since the interview. Um, little side note to that. I went and interviewed them. And uh, when I came out of the interview, I'd recorded the first nine seconds. <laughs> and and it, do you know what? I was so nervous and it had gone so well. <laughs> And I was supposed to only have 10 minutes with them and we chatted for an hour and we had a really lovely time. And then they said, why don't you come to the gig tonight? Free tickets for the gig, all that jazz. I was so chuffed myself. I've never done anything like it in my life. Never done an interview, never recorded anything. I mean, clearly still hadn't recorded anything. Um, <laughs> and uh, the first nine seconds were like, hello, Neon Trees, welcome to the UK. And they go, hi. And then I say, how, how are you finding life in London? And that's the end of the interview. That is it's pretty oh. searing stuff. Paxman was quaking in his boots when he heard it. And do you know what? I also thought I'm going to be sacked without realising that no one takes student radio seriously at all. I thought I was going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> anyway, the interview was taking place 
originally at the gig venue and it got moved the morning of the interview to Universal Records. And I was, you know, I'm a, I was a humble, simple man traveling up to the big smoke with my pal. So I recruited a pal to come along with me. And we went up, we strolled up to Universal Records and said, we're here for the big interview. And they said, no worries, you're two hours early because I'm always very keen for those sort of things. You can go and sit in the canteen. And so we shuffled over to the canteen. As I say, I was really nervous for this interview, never done anything like it before. I'd never been in a place like Universal Records before. And I went and sat in the canteen and sat in the canteen. The only other person apart from me was Take That's Mark Owen. And John, I thought, this is it. I've made that. Uh, this is it now. This is my life from now on. I'm just going to be sitting in rooms with guys like Mark Owen. And he had a little coffee and we sort of smiled at each other. And that's that's kind of the end of the story, really. But I, uh, I always, whenever I hear Take That's Name, I always think of how starstruck I was by Mark Owen. Oh, It's pretty fun. That's so lovely. What are we talking yeah. about? Oh, Howard's End. I've got no Howard's idea what's end. going on. Howard's End. Oh, John. yeah. Yeah. It's all about the war, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's a book. So... If it's about a war, could could take that be sort of like a? It's a not military. about a war. Oh, sorry. What's it about? For God's sake, John! It's about it's a romantic Howard. drama. Someone falls in love with someone else. It's period drama stuff, you know. So Howard leaves take that. take that because he falls in love with um, Gary's wife. Wow, something like that. I was going to say from a rival band, but I don't know if take that really had a rival band. What, like a member of the Spice Girls? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, there we go. Who would they you put How Who would you put Howard with? Out of interest, who would you match? Well, obviously, make? I know I know Howard very well. <laughs> um, look, Mark Owen could have any Spice Girl he wants. I saw the man. I saw charisma exude from that man, and the way he sipped his cappuccino in the lobby of I might have mentioned Universal <laughs> Records. So, how who would Howard? I think Howard's a Jerry man. Fair, fair. There you go. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Right, would you like another one from me before we move on to our own? Yes, please. What about this one? Oh, I'm umming and ahhing between two that I could pick. Oh, what about this one from Beck? Umpire of the sun. So we got <laughs> planets playing tennis. 
planet's playing tennis. That's good. Or maybe it's like, you know how in Armageddon, yeah. the famous problem everyone has with Armageddon is that instead of training astronauts how to use a drill, they train drill guys how to be astronauts. Well, in this one, they decide to train cricket umpires how to travel to the sun and reverse the effects of climate change. Uh, yeah, I love it. Because they've already got the hat to protect <laughs> them from the sun and they're famous for wearing lots of sun cream. So that's why they recruit them, right? It's that they're like, right, we need guys who are used to being in the hot, hot heat. Instead of we need to... So the, the problem they have in Umpire of the Sun is that instead of training astronauts how to deal with the hot, hot heat, they deal... They train guys who are good with dealing with the hot, hot heat how to become astronauts. And we fly 10 cricket umpires to the sun to try and cool it down. I love it. It's an umpire tennis as well, right? I didn't get that wrong. There's... Yep. What sports have umpires and what sports don't? Yeah, which ones have referees? Have I feel like... You don't have a football umpire. I feel like in lawn bowls, it's going to be an umpire. Mm. I think I think there's a classism going on here. I think your posh sports have umpires. Posh sports have umpires. Yep. More working class sports referees. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. John, would you like this one from me? Yes, please. Big fish. Big fish. Tom Hanks plays a fish that wakes up as a younger fish. <laughs> wakes up as a younger fish. Yeah, I love it. No, it's no, big. No. It's a, Tom Hanks plays a adult body that fish, wakes up yeah. as a big fish. <laughs> it's an adult body fish. And then there's an implication that yeah. he shagged a fully grown woman fish, even though yeah. it's the mind of a child. I mean, we all sort of... Well, the mind of a child fish. Yes, of course. So it's as if Finding Nemo woke up in the body of... Marley. Marley? Ne Marlin? Yeah. Somewhere. Marlin? Yeah. Yeah, great. Love it. But Thanks, mate. <laughs> It's been a weird one today. It's been What's really yours? weird. Uh, for, for context, Joel and I both realised before we started recording with about 12 seconds to go that neither of us had a movie idea of our own. So yeah. um, bear that in so mind. So I'm pretty happy with Big Fish. Uh, we'll Joel wants to know, I've got a panic process and Joel's got a panic process. And after mm. the credits, we will discuss our panic film creation process. Right. <laughs> My one is Craze. So it's like the film Strays that's just come out. But it's yep. the London gangsters, but they're dogs. They're doing voices of dogs. Surely they're better off doing voices of like London alley cats or foxes. Yeah, they're true. In East London. Because you're planning on strays, Fox so we don't have to make them dogs. Foxes keep me wide awake late at night here, and I am in Cray territory. Yeah. So it makes sense. For anyone who doesn't sort of live near London uh, or ha hasn't sort of heard foxes, I genuinely think the first time I heard them, I was like, Wow, that's I cannot believe that is a real thing that is happening right now. Yeah, I I I recently had it for about three hours. They basically got onto the little block where I live, and because it's totally pedestrianized, they were having an absolute field day. They were running riot. They were getting up to all sorts in every corner of it. They're sort of yelping and shagging sort of sounds like a child being murdered. Not that I know what that yeah. sounds like, but definitely the first couple yeah. of nights I was like uh, do I call the police or and then you yeah it's it a really fox. felt like do you, yeah and then you just so what do you do then do you call RSPCA do you call in a big cat I don't know <laughs> you call in the strays Reggie and Ronnie they you come in the strays Reggie and Ronnie that's good stuff man they're strays and they come in and they deal with your fox problems and they bully foxes and extort them nice well John you did very well there thank you what would you say was your favourite film idea from the show. Did we, do it, did we even do any? I can't really remember. No, anything. it was weird. My favourite film idea this week was uh, your Mark Howard story. Mark Howard? Mark Owen story. <laughs> Mark Owen. Let, uh, we've got to go because he's actually just popped round for a lovely cup of coffee. Well done, John. 
Why don't you? Right, talk is very strange today. The whole episode was a conversation about peaches, and then a conversation about (laughs) sort maybe the third most popular member of Take That. And I realised that I know what. I was in trouble because I realised there wasn't an end to the story other than the fact that I was just sat next to Mark Owen. Yeah, Joe, I think, uh, look, we love you and we it's respect not best you, Joe. But yeah, I it's think we all, we all felt you fumble at the end of that one. Yeah, I. the problem is the, the end of the story is the interview not recording. But that isn't a story about Mark Owen. No. Mark Owen is just a character along the way that we meet. Joe, to so what I tried to do, I tried to reformat my story and I told it out of sync. I tried to sort of Tarantino my anecdote and tell it kind of back to front and it was jumping around. But then ultimately it had a very uh, unsatisfying conclusion, which is I watched Mark Owen drink a cappuccino. What I really was trying to get across, John, is that I was in a whole new world of A-listers. I, I get it. But yeah, I think- and I was in your, London. Your problem was you said, Mark I've got a good Owen. Mark Owen story, right? And then mm, you went, oh, side note, Neon Tree story. And I'm thinking, if this is the side note, the story's gonna um, yeah. kill. <laughs> damn, damn. Um, how, no, what do you not do all when the anecdotes you, can be bangers? Can they? What, what on the subject uh, of of not of things not being bangers? What do you do when you have twelve seconds to go before recording and have no film idea, Joel? I'm glad you asked. I Google films and then a year. Oh really? Yep. So today I googled films 2003, and that's normally pretty good. So I will do it from anywhere from like 1991 onwards because I feel like I'm going to recognise most of the films there. So I'll go films 1998. So let's, like, I can talk, should we do a live protest? Yes, process? please. Films, 1998. And then I'm scrolling through. You're logging onto the Zoom and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm looking at Dr. Do Little. Okay, uh, Dr. Do Loads, yeah. Dr. Do Stuart Little, Dr. Uh, and then I go, right, films. Dr. Strange with, Do Little. And then I Google films with doctor in the yeah. title. <laughs> and I'm like, right, Dr. Shivago, Dr. Shivago <laughs> Do Little, Dr. Do Little Strange. And then that's kind of the process. And then I, that's how I... How we get there. Oh. What about you? I just go on the homepage of IMDB and look until I see a film that I've not done before. And this week it was Strays. Nice. That's good because yours are always going to be pretty modern and mine are going to be... Retro. You know, retro. Yeah, but then sometimes there's stuff like on the front cover, like there's this Prime movie called Red, White and Royal Blue. And if I make a pun on that, well, it's sort of like with Strays. I appreciate that's a sort of relatively big film at the moment, but it's not like everyone listening Can to you believe going, of course they're still can you believe they're still doing comedy talking animal movies? I, I yes, I, I, I can believe it. <laughs> oh, you can uh, believe no, it. No, no, no. But <laughs> okay. I, 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 I think they're sort of in on the joke that it's a, a, a sort of weird shtick for them to be doing in 2023. But I don't know. Yeah, it does seem it does seem odd. Like jokes about like probably like shagging legs and stuff, right? It's going to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It. Uh, uh, there's nothing about it that makes me think I have to see this film. It's going to be. <laughs> The cinema is going to be just in rupturous well, yeah. applause it's and laughter Forget Barbie and Oppenheimer. Strays at the movies is the uh, the big experience for the summer. Have you experienced any popular culture recently that you'd like to share? Well, actually, one thing that I feel like it's weird that we haven't mentioned, Joel, both of us, is the third series of I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. Oh, have we not? No, I don't think we it's have at least. absolutely brilliant. There's some um, incredible sketches on as, Already as some always. all-time sketches in there. The zip line, a personal oh, yeah. favourite. The yeah, pass it on at the, phenomenal. the pass it along at the um, fast food queue. Really good. Uh, he's just the best. He is the absolute best. Like, I watched that show ad nauseum over and over again. I love it so much. There's a really good one with uh, Tim Heidecker where he plays his doctor who really wants to go into a nightclub that he. Can That's really into. good. The driving crooner. We all absolutely love oh, the driving yeah. crooner. <laughs> the driving crooner. When I first saw the driving crooner, I was 
crying, fully into like broke down into it. I, there's something about Tim Robinson's humor that just hits exactly the right spot for me. It's so good. Someone said it and it's so accurate. If you see Tim Robinson, yeah, Tim Robinson. I suddenly thought he can't be called Tim because there's Tim Heidecker, but actually there can be two people called Tim in the same show. There can. <laughs> the laws haven't been passed yet. <laughs> if you see uh, Tim Robinson in the background of a sketch, it's like in a Disney film where you see like a book that's slightly animated yeah, differently because you, so you just true. know that it's going to move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, he's the best. On uh, that note, on humour that just hits r- rightly in the exact spot for me, uh, the third season of Dave has finally become available in the UK. It's on Disney+. Plus. It came out in like April in America. And it's taken... I don't know why. It, it seems to happen all the time. With Specifically with this show, it just no one in the UK really seems to like pick it up. The first two series went to iPlayer at random times. And then the third series has appeared on Disney+. Plus. It's absolutely brilliant. Like, it's one of my favourite shows. I think it's so good. It's really funny, but it's re- also really beautifully shot and really well put together. And the cameos in Series 3 are absolutely insane. It's Amazing. Like the, it's like the most famous people in the world are in it. I watched like a few episodes before. This is brilliant. And I know, don't know why. One day I'll sort of binge it because it, it was really good. Yeah, there's... Um streaming there are certain shows that were like enormous in america or a big deal in america that just sort of get lost on uk streaming like uh, station 11 was like enormous in america last year yeah it was just sort of dumped on a streamer at some point and yeah it's, I it's it. and like shows like this might be because this is also like it's always sunny in philadelphia is a huge show right absolutely enormous mm. show that takes months and months and months to appear on netflix in the uk it's very yeah, odd I, I thought we were past those days Peace, I remember Peacemaker because I'm a big comic book nerd. Uh, Peacemaker took f- six months or something nuts to come to the UK. And I remember thinking, well, and, it, and it's tough and it does sort of take the shine off it a bit because you're like, well, the Americans. The conversation sort of moved on. From, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I've seen, I'd, I'd seen some of the cameos, like in Dave, I'd seen some of the cameos yeah, just by, by nature of like following him on Instagram because obviously three he's weeks after the him. season finale's out, he's going to post a little still from, you're like, oh, great. So yeah, the other piece of pop culture that has been very much tickling my nostalgia is I bought a, a Nintendo Switch game last Friday called Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and it is basically a 2023 remake of Jet Set Radio. And Amazing! It is wonderful. It's it's very much sort of oh, hitting man, me right I'm in the nostalgia. So if you if you were ever a fan of Jet Set Radio, I, I remember I went on as a kid. I went on holiday to France and a family friend had a Dreamcast. I didn't have a Dreamcast. A family friend had it and they had it. And I remember playing it thinking, this is the, the greatest game I've ever played uh, in my life. Jean, uh, tu joues la Dreamcast? <laughs> Pretty much. Oui. Oui, oui, oui. Yeah. That's what they said. All, yeah, all of that, word for word. Um, so yeah, prend, is prend want? Prend? Prend is take. What I want? Je veux. Je, je, veux, uh, je veux jouer la Dreamcast. Huh? S'il vous plaît. Ah, oui, oui. Jonathan. A little bit forward. You'd say, est-ce que je peux jouer le Dreamcast, s'il vous plaît? Ah, oui. So, yeah, uh, check those out and be nice to each other. Oh, please. Keep trying. See you next week. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener 